How often do you think about the air that you breathe? Not often, right? This is Saturday, February 11th. Just as we take another breath and go on with our day, did you know that this is true of the influence of Jesus? It's like the air we're breathing, but we don't recognize it. We can't see it. You see, the world that we've inherited came about only because of the influence of Jesus. First, let me read our scripture for today, and then we'll look at this. This is Titus chapter 3, verse 1 to 2, that we looked at earlier this week. Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always to be gentle toward everyone. Now, Paul is calling on Titus to teach the people in in the, the church in Crete to do what is good, to treat others with respect, to cultivate peace. Now, of course, the engine for our this life, it's not our goodness. It comes from the grace of God within us, as we learned about yesterday. God teaches us how to love one another, and then the Spirit of God empowers us to do so. Now, let's look at the air that we breathe. Here's what I mean. We assume that people have always lived as we live, have always believed what we believe. But this is not so. Take, for example, the equality of human beings. People before us didn't believe people were equal. Slaves at the time Paul wrote Titus were treated as property. Their owners could do with them whatever they wished. People of other races were often considered inferior and not worthy of the kind of life that others were. So you might ask, what changed the air that we breathe? It is the belief in God, the one that made every one of us in his image and likeness. You see, God gave value to each human being, slave or free, male or female. You see, this air that we're breathing today was is born of faith in God. If we believe that each person is sacred, precious, and of worth beyond our estimation, here we're breathing this air. This resulted from generations of people who learned the gospel and walked with God. You see, our world on its own produces no such belief. Our world is a dog-eat-dog world. It's a survival of the fittest world. It's as simple as that. You see, we read passages like our text for today from Titus, a passage where the first believers are told to be subject to authorities and rulers, and we wonder how the world changed. It changed as people came to believe in God the Father of Jesus. People today that do not believe in God are nonetheless, well, they're breathing this air too. They're living life in a world where human equality is almost assumed. But this only happened because Jesus came, and a new community and communion with God resulted. By the way, where faith is dissipating, the air is also changing. Recently in the United Kingdom, a retired Supreme Court justice said, I don't accept that all lives are of equal value. Now imagine if this belief were put into law. Would children with handicaps have less access to resources for their care? 
Would some people be cast off because they cost the National Health Service a bit too much? We can see where this would go. But as the United Kingdom moves away from faith in God, these are also things that will change. The air they breathe is changing. You see, we assume the air has always been the same, but it is not. The Roman Empire during the time of Paul is a great example. They trampled the poor and slaves underfoot. The wealthy and connected had status, but others mattered very little. On Sunday, we looked at this. The Romans were experts in domination and power. They loved the gladiatorial games where immense crowds would watch one person kill another person or people killed by wild beasts. Unwanted infants would simply be taken to the garbage dump and put out with the trash. In the year this little book was written, a Roman senator was killed by one of his slaves. The punishment was death for him, but also the law mandated that all slaves in the senator's household be killed. He held 400 slaves. So 400 men, women, and children were dragged to 400 crosses. A few years before this, during the Emperor Caligula's reign, there was a time when meat was scarce, and meat was needed to feed those wild animals used in the games, and it became too expensive. Caligula ordered that all the city's prisoners be used to feed the starving animals to keep the games going. I wish I was making this up, but you see, this was the air everyone was breathing at the time of Jesus. This is one reason why Jesus was crucified. He was not a Roman. He had very few rights. He was poor and had no status that could protect him. And this, again, was the air at that time. You see, we read the text Paul wrote Titus about being peaceable and gentle and encouraging others, and we don't see how the life of love and truth has changed the world. But it has. The air we breathe has compassion and dignity for human beings. It has freedom. This is air that has come from the spreading of the love and grace of Jesus. And that's where we finish up this week. You have a part in it. That's what Paul is telling those new believers in Crete. The way you live and the way you show love and share, the compassion you express will change the air in the room, in our city, and in our world. Let's pray. Holy God, thank you for your grace and the way that you're at work in the world. Help us to see that the air we breathe resulted from what Jesus has done and the way that you have worked among your people by your Holy Spirit. And Lord, we pray, continue this work today. In the name of Jesus, amen.